Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. It's time, it's time for the Draft Dudes Podcast. What's better than this? Your hosts, the Draft Dudes themselves and co-founders of the Draft Network, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino. Guys being dudes on the Draft Dudes Podcast. And it starts now. than this guys being dudes here on the draft dudes podcast it's joe marino and kyle krabs we are your host chris schubert's here floating around producing this thing we're from the draft network and we are brought to you by bet online your number one source for all your sports betting needs you'll always find the latest odds team matchup info player news and game trends over at bet online they feature live betting free contests and giveaways all season long they are always your fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports and events whether that's NFL, NBA, NHL, MMA, tennis, boxing, or even golf. So head to betonline.ag to join and receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Just be sure to use our promo code BLEAVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your rewards. It's BetOnline, and it's where the game starts. Kyle, a happy National Winnie the Pooh Day to you. Oh, bother. Happy National Winnie the Pooh Day. I don't not too big on Winnie the Pooh, for being honest. No, Joe, is it the entire cartoon, or is it just specifically Winnie the yeah, Pooh? Yeah, does, does Winnie have his own day, or what? Like, what, what, what's going on here? Wasn't the cartoon called Winnie the Pooh? Right, that's what the cartoon was called, but, like, are we celebrating, like, are we just celebrating Pooh, or... Well, let me let me take a look here at uh, the details of Winnie. I mean, the this Pooh is kind of your this well, is your um, gimmick on the show. Yeah. Um, I I promise you, are we just celebrating Pooh is going to go well on the soundboard uh, as that's well. Why I, I, it's um no, it's it's just it's the guy. It, no, it's okay. Wait, hold on. All right. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. We could celebrate them. We could do whatever we want. You know what I mean? We could celebrate Kanga and uh, Rue and Tigger, Piglet, Eeyore. Kanga? Eeyore, Eeyore's. Yeah, uh, that's Rue's uh, mother. Is it? I'm Clearly not sure. a big Winnie the Pooh guy. I'm pretty, pretty sure. I'm Winnie the Pooh Day is going to be the theme of our big board today because we're doing a big right, board today on I'm the show. This, right? And that's why we're doing this. But I didn't I didn't look into the specifics of the day, so sorry to put you on the spot like yeah. that, Joe. I thought maybe you'd done a little bit more research. Well, but, I know. think all of the Winnie, Winnie the Pooh characters are pretty much worth celebrating outside of Eeyore, who is just a low-energy Pain in the ass. Is it, yeah, he's, he's nobody a wants to be around him. He's always mad. You know, like, get it together, man. Find some positivity. Be grateful for life. He doesn't do any of those things. You ever hear Nick Saban running around the practice field yelling stumble bomb at people just going through the motions? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, go, I like Eeyore, people. go ahead, get yourself a stumble bomb t-shirt, my guy. Right. right, right. Hopefully he's doing better in his old age. Um, <laughs> so we have check the tape. We're going to do some big boards here of childhood characters. Uh, so that'll be coming up soon. Uh, do we acknowledge the child childhood cartoons, not characters, but I, I, I childhood cartoons. I, I have two separate lists and I would like a clerical note before we go any further. We are doing we're doing childhood cartoons because because it's National Winnie the Pooh Day no, and that's, we're celebrating the whole That's fine. It's 
childhood is in like I'm eight years old or childhood like I'm 13. Very different lists. It is. I stopped at 12. I went from my from being born up until 12 was the range of cartoons that I picked. So if I watched the cartoon in that span, it was eligible for my list. Yeah, I think that's probably my approach as well. And okay. my number one is something that I wouldn't have watched when I was 12, but I watched when I was younger and shaped a lot of my life. So that's the way my list came together. But yes, check the tape. Both guys have a topic, and then we'll get into cartoon shenanigans at the end of the show. Do we acknowledge the uh, end of the season for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the advancement of the season for the Dallas Everything's Cowboys? fine. I, d- I did that fine. yesterday on the TV and Daily <laughs> Podcast. That was the best one yet. We've been saying it all year. Everything's fine. There's nothing the, to worry yeah. about in Tampa Bay. Nothing. The Coaches only thing concerned. the only thing that was giving Tampa Bay fans hope in that game last night, w- entering in the game, was the fact that you had Tom Brady. Because every other statistical <laughs> thing that we had told you you were not going to win that football game. But you had number 12, so you thought, well, maybe yeah. there's a chance. You've had number 12 all season, and you average 18 points a game. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, ran, ran for like 71 yards a game, right? Like, oh, but then we got Ryan Jensen back. Right. When you can throw the yeah. ball 60 Changes times with Tom everything. Brady, you got to do it, right? Bad coaching staff, holes on the roster, injuries. Lucky they got there, right? We'll see what Dallas moves on. They play the Niners, right? Yep, 49ers, Cowboys, Giants, Eagles. I hate that matchup for Dallas, but we'll we'll get to that later in the week. Um, <laughs> I had something, and then it came, and then it left again. Oh, I don't know and if you uh, bit your tongue like you decided not to say it or. It oh, yeah, no, I, I had this. Yeah, um, Tom's gone. Did you see what he said at the end of his presser after the game? Got all emotional and, and thanked every everybody for welcome, being so welcoming of him to, to Tampa. And he hoped he reciprocated that uh, professionalism. And so he's playing uh, someplace else next year. It was definitely a goodbye to those people whether it's playing somewhere else or, or in a booth. What a killer uh, that $35 million dead cap hit's going to be for Tampa next year. I mean, that's, that's tough, man. And they that's get a lot of guys deal. to resign. It's going to be a tough yeah. transition year for Tampa. Hard questions, right, is what they you have, have to ask yourself and, and I, be real about them. This was the focus of the Tuesday TDN Daily Podcast in which I talked about they were in a fork in the road. They're either just going to continue to put their chips in the middle and try to make mm. this work and go and sign a quarterback and try to make it and make it happen, or oh they're a four-win team with a different quarterback. There's going to be some really tough uh, years ahead for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. All right, good for the Cowboys. A big win, right? That's been a minute since they've won a playoff game, if I'm not mistaken. So I'm sure Cowboys Nation is really yeah. happy. So yeah, I feel real sorry for that playoff drought for the Cowboys. Congrats. Check, Check the, the tape. tape. Um, I have a college player, Kyle. I don't know what you have, but you always keep us on our toes. Yes, I um, I have a secret. <laughs> so does that mean you're going first or what? I would prefer to go second, if we're being honest. All right. Well, I will go first. My check the tape is going to be on Iowa defensive end edge defender Lucas Van Ness. Very buzzy prospect right now. A lot of um, a lot of hype, uh, some concerns, and I've uh, I paid close attention to him this year. He's, I was in my region, and um, their defense is a lot funner to watch than the offense. So 
uh, Lucas Van Ness watched him mid season and then uh, watched him again after the season kind of pieced it all together and, and did the final write up recently. Uh, so a little bit of background with Lucas Van Ness uh, grew up playing hockey and he started playing football in the eighth grade. And then he came to Iowa redshirted in 2020 and spent 2021 more as an interior defensive lineman. Uh, and then in 2022, he was like a full-time edge defender. He made that transition during spring practices this year and played pretty much all of his snaps on the edge this year as a B-gap defender in 2021. There's a lot to like about this dude. I should probably have his re- measurables up. Give me one second to scroll down on my report to pull them. Uh, six foot five, 270 pounds. I guess he's got 34 inch arms. There's a good size, good length here. And he's a, a powerful defensive end. He's a guy that can really win with his power, power through angles, convert speed to power, really good bull rush, really good ability to use one arm and stab and build his rush plan off of that. He is a strong, strong dude that can really challenge the width of the pocket. And he does that not just with power, but there's a really nice timing component to how he is able to get into uh, offensive tackles and, and fit his hands and put himself in positions to use his length, to use his power, to maximize his ability to really compress the pocket. And for a guy that is 6'5", 270, long arms, power style player, I think where you really get excited is when you see how much quickness he offers and how much flexibility he offers. He's a guy that can really, truly corner, flatten, and close. And he got he has good get-off for a player of that stature. Um, you can tell he's still pretty new to playing on the edge, right? There's a, I talk about this a lot. There's a, a certain natural reaction that comes to you as you read the set of an offensive tackle, know what they're trying to do with you, and when those responses, those correct responses become second nature, um, that's where I think you can really take over as a defensive end and play quicker. I think that's still a work in progress for Lucas Van Ness, but I think you can look at one season at defensive end and feel really good about uh, how he's coming along. And I think uh, he'll he'll offer versatility in the NFL. I think you're going to want to play him on the edge, but if you want to reduce him inside, he is definitely a candidate that can do that. I think there's a lot of just upward mobility um, when it comes to getting the most out of his skill set uh, as he develops and matures as a player. So I think there's just a really high ceiling here. Now, I think where people are going to get hung up on the evaluation with Van Ness is the fact that he has never started a game for Iowa across his two seasons on the playing field. And you're going to have to ask yourself questions as an evaluator as to why and how much you're going to care about that. Uh, because the skill set's the skill set. It's pretty straightforward. It's very attractive. But are you going to let the fact that he never started a game at Iowa really impact your valuation of him. So the first question is, well, why didn't he start? Well, we know Iowa is very much one of those programs that uh, rewards players for uh, being there and, and uh, you know, you kind of earn those jobs. And so are, are you going to allow the fact that he wasn't on the field for the first play of the game uh, to impact uh, how you see him? Now, he's played a lot of football. He played 46% of their snaps defensively last year. He played 53% of their snaps this year. He's played 940 defensive snaps over the last two seasons, and that's a good amount of football. He just didn't play the first snap of the game. Jalen Carter at Georgia has played 1,075 snaps over the last three years. I don't think people are talking about 
an experience issue with Jalen Carter. They're thinking he's a top five pick no matter what. Well, Lucas Van Ness has played 940 snaps. And so it just not, none of them were on the first snap of the game. And that's something to be mindful of. But um, that's something you're going to have to to consider into it. I think just really building out his repertoire as a uh, as a power rusher and and developing his vision a little bit and block recognition skills uh, as that becomes second nature, as he develops more counters and, and fleshes out his rush plan. I think this is a really, really high ceiling football player uh, that I think is very attractive in terms of skill set. I can see him going in the back 10, 15 of the first round, but certainly in the top 50 when it's all said and done. Interesting player. Lucas Van Ness. Always yeah. appreciate those late bloomers, if you will, and the challenges that, that the risk reward that they pose for teams and who's in the place of, of mind to make that kind of bet versus who's not. What I appreciate about the evaluation is, is the opportunities that he had in the big 10. And I'm just looking at my exposures, Michigan, Ryan Hayes, NFL offensive tackle, uh, Ohio State, Paris Johnson, potentially the first tackle off the board. Northwestern, Peter Skaronsky had a couple battles against him. You know, I think you're going to really like how he's been challenged in those reps to get good intel on, you know, how everything's going to translate to the next level. So we'll see, man. I, I feel like there's mostly hype, but he didn't start any games. <laughs> he, didn't, he wasn't on there for the first snap of the game. How much do you care about that, Kyle? I know that. You maybe haven't seen Van Ness, but just like in a vacuum, this guy's not started any games. Is that a, a big stumbling block for you in the valuation? No, because I understand all these different programs with all these different coaches have all these different criteria that you need to check these arbitrary boxes to become a starter, right? Like some of these coaches are super seniority, earn your spot yep. versus playing the best players, which to me is kind of dumb i wouldn't do it that way but mm -hmm. it's it's like the whole discussion about oh well uh joe burrow couldn't beat out the quarterbacks at ohio state right, right. okay right. is joe burrow bad justin fields couldn't analogy. beat out jake Fromm. so right. is jake justin fields bad and contrary to what the the hot take national television pundits would have you believe right now. No, he's not bad. You know, there's all these examples throughout the history of time of guys who are more talented and more capable, not getting the snaps that they deserve because they have to earn their place in a college culture when you're only going to be there for three to four years. Yeah. I, I think that's a great angle um, with, with that, but also, I mean, what the Paris Johnson situation in the left tackle spot at Ohio State, right? Like, well, the center spot to spend, too. Like, right? They, it's like you got to earn your way to play center or left tackle. So play out of position where you're not going to be able to maximize your skill set and be the most effective player that you can for the offensive line because of a weird uh, pecking order and boxes you have to check in terms of senior seniority right. to be the center or left tackle at Ohio State. It's inconsequential to me. Right. The tape is the tape. Thank you. I. Are you ready? I I come into these recordings, which are on Tuesday mornings, 
for the Wednesday show. Completely fascinated at what direction well, you're going to go. So you, you this know, is no different. You know, because I, I touched on it yesterday. I pulled up my computer and, and pulled up the tape on our overhauled mock draft simulator. Oh, you even told me this and I forgot. I know. And so I'm sitting here waiting for the light bulb to go. And it never came. Yeah, I, there it is. The, I the also forgot. Came. I also forgot that this is what we were doing today on the show. <laughs> so we obviously we have been fielding a lot emphasis on a lot of questions about the status of the mock draft machine. Where is it at? Where did it go? Why is it gone? When will it come back? Can we use it? What link can I find to access it? <laughs> we've heard your cries. We've heard your questions. Just please understand, when we switched the website over on draft weekend last year, it became very clear we had a Lamborghini with a four-cylinder engine in it. It was not optimized for the new version of the site. And there were a lot of aspirations that we had for next stages in evolution for the mock draft machine. So we made the difficult decision to say, uh, we're going to use the new site and we are going to rebuild the MDM from the ground up so that it is technologically streamlined and maximized to your smartphones and your computers and your tablets on the new website. But also it unlocks all of the things that we aspire for it to be in the future that it was not built to do when it was originally built. We're currently in beta testing of the rebuilt model. And in the very, very near future, sources indicate to me uh, potentially by the end of this week, the TDM Premium members will have an opportunity to also get into the uh, beta testing of the new MDM. So we're doing final tweaks before we open it to, to TDM Premium, and then shortly after that, it will come back for everybody else. So I did a mock. I did a first round auto pick 31 picks, as Chris is so keen to remind us every time he has the chance. 31 picks in the first round. Yeah, there's a there's a forfeited pick in there from the Miami there, Dolphins. There That's is. Good God. Go pound sand, Chris. So I did what we like to do on Mondays with Mock Draft Monday. I figured we would do midweek this week for another Mock Draft, but this one done with the algorithm of the overhauled, rebuilt soon to be returning draft network mock draft machine. Would you guys like the picks presented in the same flow that we usually do mock draft reactions here on the show? Every five picks. Sure. Sounds good. Okay. Uh, please know the, the only footnote here is there are a few picks on the back end. Um, the back eight picks or so. Uh, that are not necessarily reflective of the current draft order because this was done last night before we had all of the picks to update the the actual full draft order, the first round through the uh, wild card round. So you'll hear a couple picks that might be out of a line, but other than that, it's the the spirit is the same. Pick one, Chicago Bears draft defensive tackle Jalen Carter at number one overall. Number two, the Houston Texans draft quarterback Bryce Young, Alabama. The Arizona Cardinals at three draft pass rusher Will Anderson Jr. from Alabama. Pick number four, the Indianapolis Colts select quarterback Will Levis, Kentucky. 
And at pick number five, the Seattle Seahawks draft defensive lineman Brian Percy, Clemson Tigers. Seems very realistic to me, right? If That's Chicago the goal. Stick, That's the goal. Stick there. Jalen Carter's the logical pick. I, I like. Uh, I like how that stacks up uh, with five this early for five. part of the draft. Five yeah. for five, I think, in terms of it making five sense. for five. None okay. of that seems crazy. Pick six, the Detroit Lions draft defensive and Miles Murphy, Clemson Tigers. Pick seven, the Las Vegas Raiders draft running back Bijan Robinson. Oh, yes. Texas. Oh, yes. Let's go, baby. Pick number eight, the Atlanta Falcons draft Tyree Wilson, defensive lineman, Texas Tech. Pick number nine, the Carolina Panthers select quarterback CJ Stroud, Ohio State. And at pick number 10, the Philadelphia Eagles draft cornerback Christian Gonzalez, Oregon Ducks. Oh, we're two for two. Ten for ten. I love this. I know Kyle's pretty much spent the last three weeks of his life making sure that this Correct. got to a logical well, point. So it's, 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 there's a lot of blood, sweat, and tears to get to right. this moment of revealing a fully simulated first round that makes right. sense. So so I'm like, I'm, I'm happy from one perspective of it being good, but also as a reward for I I – I've for what you've done, because I, I've very much been like, Hey Kyle, how's it going? And haven't really offered to do anything. Yeah. So, so it's, <laughs> it's been all the responsibilities that I already have. And then all of that two X with mock draft machine for the last two or three weeks. Um, pick number 11, the Tennessee Titans draft offensive lineman, Peter Skoronsky from Northwestern 12, the Houston Texans select wide receiver, Quentin Johnston, TCU. 13 so what's their combo? Hold on. What's their combo? Bryce Young and Quentin Johnson. Quentin Johnson. Okay. Pick number 13, the New York Jets. Chris, are you ready? Here it is. This is the real player this you're is getting the in real life. real player. <laughs> Brian Branch, defensive back Alabama. That keeps happening, doesn't it? That happens a lot, and I feel like that's very high for Brian Branch, but it's, I wouldn't it's hate not. it. It's oh. not. Kyle Krabs is his top eight player in the class. It's not too high, I promise. I found discount Brian Branch today, though. I, oh, the old wide draft Brian Branch in the first round when you can get this player on day you two? You can't play this game I, with Brian Branch. You can't. Joe wants to. Look at that look in his I eye. He want wants to. to. Oh, I like Brian Branch. He's going to be a top 15 player on my board. I'm sure of it. But I, I found another guy that's similar that I like today. I Joe, actually, I love that name. You want to DM uh, me that name real quick? I found a fun, <laughs> big physical tackling nickel defensive back yesterday as well. Um. Pick number 14, the New England Patriots select offensive tackle Paris Johnson Jr., Ohio State. Oh, I hate them getting him. And yeah, pick number 15, the Packers that. select safety Christopher Smith, Georgia. Oh, the two safeties in the top 15, eh? Yeah. 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 A little okay. safety love here. If you watch football, you know they're, they're important. Real important. They are pretty important. They're real important. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> okay, pick 16, the Commanders select cornerback Joey Porter Jr. Penn State. Oh, love that. Perfect. Love that for them. The Perfect. Steelers at 17 select Broderick Jones offensive tackle Georgia Bulldogs. Yeah. Okay. Stud. At 18, the Detroit Lions select cornerback Devin Witherspoon out of Ooh. Illinois. So their wow. combo so is go. Miles Murphy and Devin Witherspoon. Sheesh. Uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at 19 select quarterback Anthony Richardson, Florida. Okay. And the Seattle Seahawks at pick 20 select cornerback Keely Ringo, Georgia Bulldogs. Seems on brand. So their combo is uh, Brzee and Ringo. 
some traitsy dudes from uh, big schools. Right. Okay, 21. Okay. The Jacksonville Jaguars at 21 select Apu Aika, defensive tackle, Baylor Bears. A.K.A. Siaki. Siaki Aika. Yes, that's correct. I'll pick number 22, does not exist. Uh, pick number 23, the New York Giants select Forfeited jo- from the Miami Dolphins. John Michael no, no, Schmitz, interior Chris, offensive lineman. Chris, he just gave you the Minnesota. answer to the test. Just say that moving forward so we don't piss him off every time. John Michael Does Schmitz. Does not exist. John Michael Schmitz, Minnesota to the New York Giants at 23. That's a great pick. Uh, the Baltimore Ravens selected Jordan Addison, wide receiver USC at pick 24. Pick 25, the LA Chargers select tight end Michael Mayer, Notre Dame. Very nice. Dallas Cowboys pick 26, cornerback Cam Smith, South Carolina. Pick 27, Cincinnati Bengals select tight end Darnell Washington, Georgia. He'd be a big help for them, man. That'd be a fun addition for sure. Right, it's going to make their run game better too, right? And they now they, they might not be able to retain Hayden Hurst. I think, man, I think that'd be really good. Think about what... Joe Burrow was able to get out of Thaddeus Moss at LSU. Right. <laughs> and now you take like everything that was bad about Thaddeus Moss and, and, and make and, it like the best qualities of this other. Player. Right, right, right. Yeah. That's a good pick. I like that a ton. And and be honest, like you don't need a high volume guy in this offense. No, no. Right. You're, you're going to run 250 targets through Chase and Higgins plus the backs. You you don't need a tight end that's going to catch 75 balls. You need a tight end that's going to catch 40, average 12 yards a catch, and get you eight touchdowns in the red zone. And Darnell Washington, I think, could be that for them. Absolutely. Uh, last six picks, last five picks, excuse me, for you guys, draft dudes, do math. Uh, the Vikings at 28, Clark Phillips, cornerback, Utah. The Broncos at 29, Osiris Torrance, interior offensive lineman, Florida. The Bills at 30, Jalen Hyatt, wide receiver, Tennessee. Kansas City Chiefs at 31, DeWand Jones, offensive tackle, Ohio State. And pick 32, the Philadelphia Eagles select Jameer Gibbs, running back, wow. Alabama. You did it. You pulled it off. How do we like the mock? Yeah, it's good. Computer-selected selections. The computer Send- did well. Kyle, do you feel like... Um, do you remember? <laughs> this is going to be a weird analogy, but the amount of questions that we get about the mock draft machine is if we're like completely unaware that uh, it's it's not available right now. Does it remind you of like when people are asking you, um, "So when are you going to propose?" Like, sure. like, like, uh, it's like, yeah, okay, no. I'm aware. Yeah, I'm thank- aware this needs to be taken care of. Right. <laughs> I'm not just waiting for no reason. Yeah, working on it. Okay, working <laughs> right. on it. When, when are you guys going to have a kid? When are you going to have your second kid? Uh, you know, I'm glad you asked. I've been meaning to tell you. It's so, oh, coming know, We, we, we got to get our, our house in order. We got to get our finances <laughs> lined up. We got to make sure our goals are aligned with what, where we're at in our respective lives right now. And all of that's applicable for the mock draft machine because the, there are some features included in this iteration of the mock draft machine that have not been done before. And we are very excited for everybody to get their hands on it when it is done. Just remain patient. 
We've been rebuilding it since May. Development takes time. Coding takes time. We're troubleshooting, making sure we are completely refining. We've put new layers into the algorithm to make sure that it's a, a more dynamic experience. It's a lot of things that it's just not, okay, well, we got the big board and the team needs and it just lines up and picks. There's there's a lot to it. And we'll walk you guys through it when it comes back. But we hear your questions. We see your tweets. We see your questions. Just know we're not just like keeping it to ourselves for, for shits and gigs, <laughs> right? Like, well, yeah, we're, we're not yeah. like it, 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 this. It's, it's been a very comprehensive process. We're very proud of the product that you guys are going to get. We, we trust you're going to love it, but it's almost there. And it was not, it did not have a hiatus for no reason. I think is what I would say. Ooh, great way to put it. It's a good tease. It. It's good. I have really seen good. it as well. Not as much as Kyle has, but I've seen it. <laughs> right. Big boards. Uh, we are doing a mock draft on the show tomorrow, so big boards sliding into the Wednesday spot here on the show. And because it is, is it international or national Winnie the Pooh Day? Was it just you national? Know, let's go with national. I don't, okay, I'm not so sure how celebrated he is Day, across the world. Which is a you know childhood book, childhood cartoon. And so I said to my friend Joe and my friend Kyle, I said, hey, guys, why don't we do the, our top five childhood cartoons for a big board today? in honor of this holiday. So that's exactly what we're doing. We Any already, predictions on overlap? There's zero overlap. If there's There might be overlap between you two. You what? two might have overlap. You You're think in the we're same 100 age. years older than you, Chris? I mean, You guys are in the same age bracket. I'm a little bit younger. I'm 33. Yeah, I'm only 28. There's like five years. That's enough time for a lot of television development. Joel's like so 50. I'm 36? Well, you're 28. Eight years. I'm 28. You're 28. Yes. Eight 28. Years? 28. Eight years. Why did I show. think Chris was 30? No, no. they're 28. Because he acts he's, 30. He acts older act than three? both of us. You grumpy old <laughs> Eeyore <laughs> right. piece of shit. Smile That's too. Enjoy life you're, a little bit. The, the, this Kyle week blew all, the E tag this, on that. <laughs> wait a minute. This week of all weeks, Kyle's going to hit me with that. Uh, you're going to hit me with the smile and cheer up gimmick. Okay, that's that's fair. That's fair. Top five childhood cartoons here on the show. Who would like to go first? I predict two overlaps between Joe and Kyle. I, I'll get it in early. Two overlaps. I'll say none between me and Kyle. None. Really? Uh, yeah, I would say there's no overlap here. Can I? Can I? Can I give my like? A little bit older, and these might be shows that Chris gets on his list. But like, if twelve's the cutoff, like I have a very definitive list that was like thirteen and older, and thirteen and younger. Can I just shout out those? Sure, sure please. You want to do them now, or yeah, I want to hear. I want to hear it. So my thirteen and older list. Yeah, yeah do you want to do it quick, at the end or us, now? No, give us that quick list right now. Uh, yeah, I'll Hang give out. you that quick list right now. Uh, my honorable mention was Ren and Stimpy. Uh, my fifth place was Animaniacs. Well, you guys are down with Animaniacs. Okay. Uh, fourth place was Dexter's Lab. Okay. Fifth place was Ed, Ed, and Eddie. Okay. Second place was Rocco's Modern Life. Okay. And first place was SpongeBob SquarePants. First of all, first of all, excellent list. Thank you. I, mean, I, don't, I, don't, think you, shows. I don't think you could have done any better than that list. I will tell you. One of those that you mentioned is already on, on my list. Yeah, good. Another you put in my brain. I'm making I'm doing the Joe Marino. Oh. I'm making a live change to my list. <laughs> 
I will say it, happens it, like that. it also really hurt to leave Courage the Cowardly Dog off. The tough one, well. right? Yeah. The tough one. Never I will tell that. you one that I left off that it would probably fit that. Pinky in the Brain is one that oh, I left off. Oh, I love the brain, 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 brain. For me, that was a tough one. Um, so I have actual characters. That's fine. As opposed to... That's yeah, fine, that's fine right. Joe. That's no problem. You can do right, big board however you'd like, Joe. That ain't yeah, no problem. Right, very good. That ain't no problem. It's very good. That ain't no problem. Very good. All right. Even though that's not what we said we were doing, that's fine. You do whatever. Oh, really? We didn't. Let me check the tape real quick. Check the tape. We're checking Go the tape on what the, I said to the group. To Discord, draft dudes. Sure. Please, check right. the tape. Please. It's, it's, it is National Winnie the Pooh Day check tomorrow. We could, we could big board our top five favorite childhood cartoons. Yeah, okay, I'm wrong. Yeah, thanks for checking Thanks for checking the tape, Joe. Appreciate that. Hey, I got to eat the L. Draft dudes do math. I'm taking a big L here. That's fine, but... But you know what, Joe? I want to hear your list, okay? So you know what? How about this? Kyle and I are going to get completely out of the way, and you can just present your five through one. How about that? Because they're characters? Well, yeah. Because they I did it to, differently? Because they have nothing to do with our list, so there's no way to bounce back and forth. So why don't you just do your list first here? <laughs> well, here I am, effing it all up here. Okay. Joe's complete list, five to one. My favorite characters from cartoons as a child. Number five, Roadrunner. Mimi. Uh, Looney Beep Tunes, big part of, yeah, you know, if anybody knows what that is, you if gotta let us know. You've been a true draft dude. If you you've, understand, you've been here for a road runner and beep it a b. Obviously, uh, Looney Tunes, part of the deal. Growing up, I try to think what was my favorite Looney Tunes moments. My favorites was when uh, Road Runner was on there against his nemesis, the Coyote or Wiley Coyote. So, uh, Road Runner. Uh, number four, Tommy Pickles from Rugrats. Um, appreciate his leadership. Uh, good character. Leadership. Yeah, man. This guy wasn't ready to just stick at that playpen while everyone else is having fun. He wanted to get out on the adventures. Great quickness, too. Good quickness. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and this guy kept a screwdriver in his diaper and, and his parents. That had to be uncomfortable, I mean, man. Resourceful. Right. <laughs> you got you to respect it. Uh, number three for me is Pongo uh, from 101 Dalmatians. Um I mean, this guy had a lot of children and was willing to risk it all to make sure that they got back home. Uh, Dalmatian plantation at the end of it. I, had, I was a big 101 Dalmatians fan, and, and I have a lot of respect for Pongo. Uh, number two, Timon from The Lion King. Obviously, I had to get a Lion King character on here. I had to ask myself, what character is my favorite? And it's Timon. I think he brought great uh, comedic relief to some very stressful situations. And um, I mean, I got a. I mean, I just I, I like him. Yeah, I got a meerkat uh, over there. I got a couple of Timon things in my office right now. I'm a fan. And at number one, my all time favorite cartoon growing up was the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Uh, obviously, Leonardo, the best one. Um, spent most of my childhood uh, wanting to be Leonardo. So clearly, my number one uh, childhood cartoon character. You know how they say in life that people tell on themselves, right, with what they say? I, we should have listened when Joe said that there's not going to be two matches between your and Kyle's list. We should have listened to you. When I, like, yeah, I actually no have to... two shows featuring characters that Joe included. On his I list. have one show. One show. Is it Rugrats? It is Rugrats. I also have Rugrats on, on my list. list. So yeah. that is yeah, Rugrats everybody, on the list. Right? Everybody loves Rugrats. Uh, fun I mean, fun fact, Tommy not. Pickle's not a top three character in, oh. on Rugrats, though. <laughs> Oh man, Reptar, my guy. Okay, 
Reptar's up there. You didn't even consider. You, you didn't even consider Reptar. Reptar was not considered. I will tell you, as you get older, I think you start to resonate more with the parents of Rugrats as you age in life. Stu. You start to understand. Right, you start to understand Stu Poor a little bit Stu. more as you How about age. the grandpa in that show? The grandpa in that Solid. show is great. Solid. But you know the you know the, the the meme of Stu making like the the pudding at like three o'clock in the morning. Yep. I now understand that. At the time when you're a kid, you don't understand that. Now I understand that. Uh, Kyle, would you like to go first here? Uh, Rugrats is my number five. Ooh, number five on Rugrats. Yes. Okay. All right, that's fair. Yeah. Everything uh, everything I, else was like comic booky stuff. So Rugrats okay. was like the kids' cartoon. That's fair. That's fair. Number five for me. You mentioned it in your uh, older category, but I was a little bit younger for this show. And I think this is a underrated cartoon. I don't think it gets enough love when you compare it with all of the other cartoons we're going to talk about here. But Kyle mentioned it. Dude, Rocco's Modern Life just rules. What a great cartoon. There were some like repulsive things from that show with like the boogers and all that. Like a great theme song that Kyle was just singing. Philbert is great. Mr. Big, I mean, you got some, you got some all-time classic characters in that show. Heifer. Got Rock, you got Rocco with the Australian accent. I mean, it's just great, just fantastic. What was show. the so dog's that was number name? Five for me. What was the dog's name? Oh, I don't remember the dog. Spunky. Hold on. Spunky. Oh, uh, might have been Spunky. Hey, Spunky. Yes. <laughs> when they did the big like Wheel of Fortune thing, and the wheel broke off and just went rolling through the town. Oh my God! Filbert stayed up there good. at the podium. Turn the page. Wash your hands. Turn the page. Wash your hands. Yeah, Spunky. Spunky. Heifer. Filbert. Just very good. Just a great show. Outstanding. Good call, Chris. Uh, number four for me: Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Mm-hmm. I mean, Kalabunga. Yeah, man. Like it, it. I wasn't like. I wasn't the kid with the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles lunchbox or anything, but like I I played like the, what was it? The Sega game or whatever. And the show itself, like it's on, you're watching it, right? It's fun. Turtles eating pizza and fighting a big rat samurai. Like it was fun. The fun show. Call the rats. (laughs) What else is, oh, I guess the rats, the dad, and then Shredder is the. Do you have. Yeah, you know, Bebop and Rocksteady. I mean, did you have Did you see when when they actually did the um the live action sequel, Bebop and Rocksteady were in it. I don't know if you saw that. Yeah, it was phenomenal. I love those. Yeah. Number 4 for me. This is going to be an unpopular decision because I know some people don't love this show. But as a kid growing up in New York and Never having traveled to much of the West Coast, this cartoon gave me as a child a mental image of what the West Coast, of what California, what potentially like Hawaii, all of those places were like. Rocket power number Mm. four for me on the list. You got the street hockey. You got Otto and Twister and Reggie and Raymundo. You got just a bunch of great characters in that show. Rocket power number four. I'm going to be honest. Um, there was a kid at my school who I did not like <laughs> that reminded me of, is Otto kind of the, the thick one? Is Otto kind of the thick is one? Is Otto the thick I, one? Know, I don't know if we can, can we can we do this in 2023? That's kind of like body shaming. I don't want to do that to Otto. No, I'm just, I, how else would you describe a cartoon character? No, Otto, He's not like. Uh, no, Otto is the, one of the two kids. Okay, now we're going to do the thing. Pause. Please pause. 
think it's uh, Sam. Ah, Squid. Squid. Yes, there was a kid in my school who I did not like who reminded me of Squid. So I didn't. I didn't jive with the show because of that. Now I will tell you that th- this show does have a a um, a personal impact on me because in this show. They called uh, people. There was an episode or a couple of episodes where people who wore socks and sandals together, they called them shoobies. And mm. my nickname wow. starting in the second grade was Shoobie. Because of no, that? Unre- uh, no, unrelated. I wasn't you know, walking around with shoes and sandals, but th- that became my nickname. And so when you hear it in the show, it's an you know, it's, it's interesting thing. So that was number four for me. Okay, number three for me, uh, Spider-Man. The Spider-Man comic with Venom and wow. Dr. Octopus. and I, I think that was probably what, like an early 90s creation? Dude, the original Spider-Man PS1 video game, excellent. One of the best video games made of all time. So I can co-sign this. Okay, cool, 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 cool. Uh, number three for me. This is the one that Kyle mentioned in his list from earlier that was already on my list. Because it teaches you about science. And it teaches you about, you know, brothers and sisters not really getting along. Dexter's Laboratory at number three. Dee you got Dexter. You, idiot. you got you got Dee You have the just parents that just have no idea what's going on in their basement with this big laboratory. Dexter's Laboratory, number three for me on the list. Um, number two for me was uh, the X-Men comic you know there's a like, clear divide here in what was on television when you were a kid and what was on television and we established that there's a bunch yeah. of early 90s comic book cartoons yep. in my household but it would this was the one with like wolverine wearing like the classic yellow outfit and Sabretooth for some reason was like bigfoot right just this, this hulking like twisted creature with I guess his fur ran up all the way to look like he had like no distinguishment for anything other than just like his face popping out of the fur. And uh, yeah, the, the Magneto character in that cartoon was like the ultimate badass. So my favorite favorite childhood villain was the original X-Men comic Magneto. Uh, number two for me, Rugrats, Tommy Pickles, Jucky. Lil, Bill, Phil, Angelica, The Backyard Adventures, Reptar. I mean, you name it. There is just stuff from that show that is just awesome. So number two for me, Rugrats on my list. Number one for me was Street Sharks. No, I'm just kidding. It's not. If anybody recognizes Street Sharks or not. But uh, number one for me was Gargoyles. Just kidding. It was also not that. Uh, The animated Batman series was number one and like i'm not even like a big batman guy anymore because nothing could touch the cartoon like the the um not the batman beyond one where it's it's like bruce wayne was like this haggard old eeyore chris schubert character living in his cave like angry at the world all the time Mm -hmm. right joe right but uh yeah, the original Batman that had Mark Hamill as the Joker, and I know Mark Hamill did the Joker for like 18 different iterations of the Joker, but that animated Batman was my favorite cartoon growing up. 
So that's number one for me. Number one for me. This is a kind of a separator from everything that I just mentioned here. Uh, Rugrats, Dexter's Lab, Rocket Power, Rocco's Modern Life. You know, those are more your standard, your typical cartoons. But this show at number one had a cartoon dog, but had a real-life person. Blue's Clues, number one for me on you've, the list. You've expressed your love for Blue's Clues at other times. You know times. what, Joe? I forgot about can that. Can you filibuster for me for just a quick second? Sure, I can. Because, He's uh, going to go uh, get something out of Is he going to have a prop? Is he going to have a mask? What, what's going to happen here? Does it's he have a, a, a magic DVD? notebook? This is what I, this is what uh, I got for Christmas. A Funko Pop. Uh, Blue's I got a Clues Blue Funko. Funko Pop. Now, I will tell you. We just this figured is, out Blue's Clues. This is the new Blue. See this blue? You see this blue? Not yeah. my blue. Why does he look? My why does he look like yeah. that? That's my. Blue. Why does he look like? Why does he got the black soulless eyes? Yeah, I don't know because the new Blue's Clues is weird. Old Blue's Clues with Steve, Mister Salt, and Mrs. Pepper. Here's the mail. It never, never fails. fails. It, makes it makes me, me want to wag, wag my, my tail. tail. When it comes, I want to yell. Mail. We got Chris to sing on the show. It happened. What's there you go? What, it took Blue's Clues. What was a show that you automatically turned off? Oh, a show that I pretty automatically much, pretty much all off. the things you just said. <laughs> wow, <laughs> yeah, Joe, I wasn't watching any Kyle's of that. entire Kyle's entire list. <laughs> I wasn't watching any of those like the comic book stuff. I mean, obviously, here I am today, not watching any of it now. Never really moved the needle for me. So. Oh, this is going to be unpopular. Was not a huge Johnny Bravo fan. Man, I'm pretty. <laughs> um. Scooby-Doo. Uh, Scooby-Doo is another good one. Uh, yeah. Scooby-Doo. Sco- Zwing Scoob. Like, it sucked. I'm sorry. You had the same very pl- good. <laughs> you had the same plot line for every... And it's like, I, I get on certain actors for being the exact same character in every single movie that they star in, but like the script of every Scooby-Doo episode was exactly the same. And it was like, okay, I know exactly how this is going to go. Like... The the gravekeeper is actually the monster, and he's trying to scare yeah, him the, off. Yeah, the the first person you always meet in the show, oh, they, you don't think is the bad guy, but he ends up being the bad right. guy every time. It's every like, time. oh, this is what's been going on around here. I can't figure it out. And it's like, oh, that's oh, really? there you go. That's the guy or the girl. That's 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 the villain. There you go. So it was like I was just totally uninterested in Scooby Doo because you knew exactly what now was the school. Now the Scooby Doo live action movie with Freddie Prince Jr. We we were fans of, right? I didn't watch that. Oh, Joseph. <sighs> yeah, I also did not uh, partake. Some shout outs here, Angry Beavers. Anybody? Oh, now Joe wants yep. Joe, who didn't participate in the list, now wants to okay, give us yeah, no, I, no, my I, reading skills. I, I appreciate the call out to Angry Beavers. I absolutely Angry Beavers do. is good. Ren and Stimpy was a good call from Kyle. Stimpy, you idiot! That was very good. Cat dog. Um, cat dog. Cat I dog. considered cat dog. Um, that's a good I one, can, Kyle. Good I call. can I considered like Codename Kids Next Door, but that was like a little older for me. Yeah, on no idea. Cartoon what was Network. the uh, the Fairly Odd Parents? The Fairly Odd Parents is another the, good one that was a little bit older show, for me. Pretty sure. Yeah, the name of the show was the Fairly Odd Parents. Yeah. You know, it was was Total Buns. Okay. <laughs> um, Darkwing Duck. I've never heard of that. You've never heard of Darkwing yeah, Duck? Wasn't a fan. N- wasn't a fan. Ne- Never heard of it. Goof Troop? Well, Goof Troop, <laughs> never heard of that either. Uh, pretty good. How about uh, the Wild Thornberries? That's yeah, a good solid, one. Solid. That's, a good one. <laughs> yeah, That's another good one. <laughs> uh, the Mario the Mario comic was, was bad, too. The Mario cartoon. Well, like 
the Nintendo character, yes. Mario and yes. Luigi. And- yes. Okay. We're getting a, yes. we're getting a Super Mario movie here pretty soon. Yeah, they got Chris. Before, they got right? Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt doing the voice of Whoop Mario felt like a choice there. Yeah, like the out. thing about Mario is we don't actually know what his voice is, right? He didn't really talk, right? Yahoo! I mean, that's it. That's all we ever heard from the guy. <laughs> well, that was good. <laughs> that was good, Chris. That was Thank good, you. Chris. Thank you. Right. Now we have uh, today's cartoons, which I don't know. My my daughter just watches YouTube videos of other kids playing with toys. I, I, I don't, I right, don't that's, that's the new thing is I just watch other people playing things. Like, Is this happening in your world, too? Well, not with my daughter yet, but obviously like streaming is such a big, like video game streaming is such a thing. Like I, and I kind of get it. Cause like, if you're going to play a game, like I'd, I'd like to watch somebody be good at the game versus me stumbling my way through the game and getting pissed (laughs) off and be like, this is why I don't spend $60 on a video game. Right. Like, Mm -hmm. so I get it. I get it. But it's kind of this weird evolution where this was never a thing. And now it's now I I would be willing to say more people probably watch other people play the games than actually play the games. It me in that column. Most of my, most of my time when I'm working on some stuff and I don't, we're not in a meeting or recording a show, Twitch is on my other screen and I'm watching somebody. What's who's your favorite Twitch streamer? Oh, uh, my favorite Twitch. Did I just open Pandora's box here? Yeah, because there's there's categories. Like I watch a bunch of people play poker on Twitch, and that's not really video games, right? That's just me, you know, scratching that poker itch of my brain. I'm watching a lot of Warzone 2 right now. There's a a father and a son who play together, and uh, the father is like 65, 70 years old, and he's been playing COD forever, and then the son plays, and they play Warzone. It's a lot of fun. Wow. That's what I do in my spare time, you know, guys? Well, we hope everybody who listens to Draft Dudes in their spare time enjoyed it. Uh, we will be back. Mock draft tomorrow. Oh, we get our third mock draft of the week. That's right. But this is the one that you guys are doing, alternating picks. Maybe we could use the mock draft machine maybe, maybe. to catalog, catalog the selections as we make them, like we, we used do to that. do yes. with the old one. Yeah, we, we can do that. That be would God. be pretty dope. Yeah, this makes life a little easier, doesn't it, Joe? Brother. Jeez, man. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, that's <laughs> going to do it for us today on the show. Kyle Krabs, Joe and Chris Schubert. Appreciate everybody carving some time out of your day. Make it a great rest of your day. Thanks to our friends over at Bet Online for their continued support of the show. We hope to see you again tomorrow. Thanks for being here for another episode of the Draft Dudes Podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. While you were at it, help the dudes out by leaving a rating and review. Want more? Head over to www.thedraftnetwork.com or follow us at The Draft Network on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.